and welcome to Quantumly Nourished. I'm your host, Nicole Hartman, and I'm flying solo today, which I'm thankful for because sometimes it makes me feel really uncomfortable. You know, it's kind of like a challenge to be able to sit here and talk to yourself for 15, 20 minutes. But nonetheless, I've had some things weighing on me lately, and I'm going to use this opportunity to get them off my chest, maybe a therapy session, if you will. So lately, I've been feeling a sense of overwhelm, almost like there's too much information, and the information and steps that you're implementing and all of that, or you're supposed to be implementing to live a long, healthy life, almost seem unrealistic and possibly even unattainable. And up until this point this morning, I I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. But I ended up reading something that said, you're a mom who is tired of reading conflicting food theories online and just want to feed your family while everyone laughs around the table. And I was like, yes, that is it. You just want to provide your family with a nourishing lifestyle and you just want to laugh with them. And that's it. Like, that's really clear. Like, those are those lines that you can live by. And so it really has caused me to pause, reflect, and really think about what it is I'm trying to achieve as a mom, as a human. And it goes a little something like this. I'm looking for well-adjusted, calm, yet excitable and fun children who love being outside because they can feel that it makes them whole. It's a piece of who they are. Kids who love to eat food, like the real stuff, and don't deny themselves dessert from time to time, probably weekly would be more realistic. And kids who express their emotions, because we all have them, and they're all a part of who we are. We can't repress those things, and we shouldn't teach our kids to do that either. Gosh, I just cried last week. Want them to love others and themselves enough to want to take care of themselves. I did write all this down, so give me a second. But here's the thing. If I want that for my children... I have to want that for myself too. I have to want, like I said just a few minutes ago, I have to want them to be nourished and myself to be nourished. And I have to want to laugh with my family around the table too. And so I can't be that rigid person. I want to be calm and I want to be excitable and I want to feel those emotions and I want to know that being outside makes me whole. Maybe I should change that to, I know I am calm. I know I am excited. I know I am fun. I know I love being outside or I know I love the outdoors because it does make me whole. And I'm going to tell you, I know I love dessert from time to time. So that means maybe we have to really start to distance ourselves from social media from time to time. And maybe I'm speaking more to myself than saying we, maybe I should say I. Because what bearing does a man, it could be a woman too, who lives in a different part of the world, possibly one in a completely different climate than me, let's say something warm like Costa Rica, who doesn't have any children, 
What do they know about my life? What can they tell me about my life? You know, single income family with a husband, a handful of children, two dogs, who lives in a climate that has four distinct seasons. What are they telling me is best for my life? I think sometimes we have to have those honest conversations, at least I do, because it helps me to set up some boundaries. You know, now I recognize that these social media people, these experts, if you will, I know they're trying to help, but I also recognize that they're trying to make money. And I don't deny that. I, you know, money makes the world go round. We, we can't deny that as much as we want to say, oh, it's not, you know, a true thing. No, you do need it, right? So I don't take that away from them. But I do think that a lot of this is making the world a little bit more confusing for us. Because again, we're just trying to live our best lives. And it almost leads you to think that if you don't live this lifestyle, you won't be healthy. And for me, that doesn't sit so well with me. It also means, though, that when you recognize that kind of stuff and you can see through some of these people, you really have to start to pay attention and you really have to ask yourself, what do I know coupled with what do I feel to be true? For example, I know dessert is a big no-no in the health field. Oh, my gosh, in this quantum circadian field, it's horrendous, you know. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> However, without a doubt, I know and I feel that dessert with my family is of extreme importance because it's all of it. It's the connection. It's the sourcing the food. It is making that food. It is allowing my children to make that food and to possibly make a mistake, but we're still going to enjoy it together anyway. It is that. And it's important for them to not to, to not see food as good and bad because I don't want them to develop an eating disorder, to have, oh, I can't even remember the name of the word for it, to, to have this relationship with food that is, that is horrible, as if it's only a means of proteins and carbs and all of that kind of stuff, because food is more than that. If you listen to that episode uh, with my husband, whenever we talked about how food is more than just macros, it's an experience. And I think it's important that kids see their parents willingly and without guilt eat dessert with them, with them. I'm not sneaking anything. I'm eating it with them. And when you do that, we've now created a memory and a positive experience as a family. And those are those soul-fulfilling feelings that we're trying to get our children to chase, to love. It's that. And, you know, being a mom in this information age isn't easy. We have so much access to information that it can almost create a, a sense of overwhelm. It's too much information at, time, at times. So we sometimes have to step away from it and figure out these two things. This is kind of where I've drawn my lines. One, how do we truly nourish our family? Remember, nourishment isn't just food. It's everything. It's the emotional. It's the spiritual. It's the checks and balances sometimes. It's the honesty. 
it's all of that. And number two, how do you truly enjoy being with your family to make the most simple yet enjoyable memories? Isn't that the goal? I think when you think of it that way, it truly does make being a parent, heck, a human, a little bit easier. I have to say, getting that off my chest felt really good. You know, it, this 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 kind of feeling has been a bit of a tipping point for me because I felt stuck in in many ways. You know, I'm slowly building a community here or on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, and. I just see all of this information and it's too much. You know, like when when you're dealing with five little humans who all have different emotions and respond differently to to every situation, that is a lot. And then put on top of that, well, you can't eat this, you can't do that, you should be doing that, you should be doing this. And I think that that is my overall goal is to create something for families to know that we can provide nourishment and we can enjoy our time together with a family. And again, like I said, it's been a tipping point because I through I see through all of these tactics. All these influencers, I know exactly what they're doing. And to be honest, they're no better than the allopathic model and their ugly tactics as well, tricking you into believing certain information but not presenting the other information. And there's this theory, I mean, I hope I get it right. It's called Chesterton's Fence. And it's the idea before you change something, you have to recognize why something was put in place or the way that it is in the first place. And once you can answer that question and, you know, kind of really look at something all the way around, do you see why it was there in the first place? And if there's no valid reason why it's still there or if it doesn't still work, then you can change it. And I, you know, some of these things have to be changed or ultimately you just stop engaging with it. That's kind of where I am because I'll tell you, I do believe in this nourishing type of lifestyle. I believe in a circadian lifestyle. It's it's probably the most sensical thing that I've ever come across. And I've done a lot of stuff. You know, I've, I've done Young Living Oils. I've done Beauty Counter. And yeah, I made some money with that, but I didn't believe in it. Else I'd still be doing it. Because... I've learned some things, and this could truly just be my opinions, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I've learned that as humans, we have to nourish from the from the inside first, and that's not just with food. It's everything. It's, it's mostly the mental aspect, and I'm really starting to get into that with myself because I recognize that I keep creating the same patterns over and over in my head with the same thoughts that I have on the daily, and they're not usually positive thoughts. It mostly deals with kids and sickness. So anyway, I'm sure you all feel that too. <laughs> I told you this was like a therapy session. So I have learned too that we have to pave our own way. And it really gets difficult, I think, for moms because we are so giving of our time, our energy, our love, our emotions that we often forget about ourselves. Like, yeah. <laughs> We can't be robots and, you know, force ourselves to get up at certain hours and to make sure that we fit the workout in and then, oh, we have to eat and we have to hurry and get the kids out the door. We can't just be robots. We have to have a say in our life. I get it. 
And I've learned that I learned all of that with being my own boss quickly with teaching the public school system. There's less and less opportunities for be to be your own boss, to have autonomy in there. However, with that said, some of my greatest life lessons were learned from teaching in a low socioeconomic school system. And I think that this is where I have a lot of issues that I have with the influencers in the fitness and wellness realm. And I, I have to say that like, like some of this information in, in the wellness realm, in the circadian quantum realm is extremely life-changing. We are looking at improving people's longevity and wellness here while we're alive. However, the price tag of some of these things is outrageous. As if saying, if you are, if you are a part of this higher socioeconomic class, then you can have access to this information. Because I will say it's extremely humbling when you have to have kids line up and you have bags of food ready for them on the weekend so that they survive, so that they don't starve. So they're not privy to this information. Like that's the stuff that sticks, that sticks in my head. And I think about that. And I think about those families who are just trying to live. You know, like, 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 like it, there's just something that, that just seems off to me in charging thousands of dollars for a, a six week, six, ugh, six, six. Oh my gosh, Nicole, can you speak? Stick with me. A six week course. Like I, I just don't get it. Like who was the information for it? Now, trust me again. I know that these people are trying to make money, but at what cost? Just for just for people who are willing to pay lots of money, I don't know. I trust me. I know what's fair isn't equal, and what equal isn't fair. But I have to wonder, like, who are we trying to make well? Just the people that can afford it. And it it, it goes on to say too, because when you, when you're looking at and you're dealing with families, and I I ran many programs with these families and and helping them to try to source foods a little better how to, you know, make meal plans to feed their kids well. And <laughs> when we're telling people to eat local pastured chickens, you know, you can eat chicken, but it has to be this way. Now, I recognize that chickens, the way we raise chickens here in the United States isn't the greatest. I get it. But <laughs> if I can only eat local pastured corn-free, soy-free chicken, that's going to cost about $30 a chicken. And that's just for the meat. I still have to have other things to feed my kids in a meal. So what message are we sending? I honestly think it literally becomes a situation of the haves and the haves-nots. Are we really telling people if you're going to give them a list of do's and don'ts to live by? Creating a rigid life or an unattainable and, and you can't even achieve it monetarily. Is that health? Is that the message that we're sending? I don't know. Something that just bothers me. Anyway, I, I think that you asked the question, what does health and longevity and vitality, it, is there more to it than just, you know, putting a price tag on information? Maybe. 
Does it lie more in being free and alive? And maybe more consistent than rigid? Does it lie more in having a set of rules that you follow most of the time, but if you let go from time to time, it doesn't derail you? You know, if I buy chicken from the meat market down the store that I know isn't like the best, is it going to derail you? Are you going to constantly think, oh my gosh, the oils and the corn and the soy? Honestly, the mental turmoil to that might be worse than the actual eating of the chicken. Uh, those are just thoughts that run through my mind. Maybe, again, we look at health from being consistent but not rigid. I think it's cool that, you know, as a family, I, I we do save up money to buy grass-fed chicken, but how could I ever recommend that to a family who can barely rub two pennies together? That would be unrealistic. And maybe that's what I like about a circadian lifestyle. It's free. But then we have people that are taking it to another level and taking advantage of the situation. Something to think about. Just calling some people out, maybe. This has really become very cathartic for me. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I, again, I just look at some of these people and I can tell they aren't happy. You can tell. Right? And I think that sometimes, possibly, some of these people don't realize they're part of all with a very specific leader. Yeah, we'll just move on from that. And so <laughs> I really can't believe that I've gotten to this point and haven't, you know, said a well-placed F word that's usually like a go-to of mine. Yeah, I cuss from time to time and I let my kids cuss from time to time because if they want to say a word, just say it around me. I don't care. Right? You know? <laughs> so with all that being said, and here we go, maybe coming full circle, my goal is to always provide things that are relatable and maybe even from time to time, things that are uncomfortable. It's okay that things are uncomfortable. And I'll tell you, if I get a little too egregious sometimes, you can call me out on it. Because like my husband and I told our kids exactly this morning because we needed to have a bit of a meeting, we all need to be caught out on a bullshit from time to time. You know, sometimes behaviors left, you know, go left unchecked for too long. So if that's ever the case with me, just let me know. And if you're listening, even if it's just one of you, you know, like Jimmy Buffett said, a party of one is better than a party of none. I'd love to have you on the show. I'm really going to be changing some things around here. And it's fun to interview, you know, big name people. Sure. Actually, it kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm asking the right questions, but I would love to talk to us everyday people, you know, people who, uh, people who are walking the walk and talking the talk every day, showing up for yourself, or maybe the people that have learned to really just keep it between the lines. How do you live with your family and you help your family, yourself, be the best version of you? Something that you, you have found a way that it is obtainable, it is realistic, a realistic way to live. Because there's more people like me than there aren't, you know? We're here for this information, but man, it gets overwhelming. So I want more people on the show, more people that I can just have a, have a discussion with. Because man, the conversations seem to have gone by the wayside. So I'd love to have more of that. And, you know, 
because I know you all know things. We all know these things and we know them because we know them, not because we read it and just think it to be true. Then we have lived these things because being a parent is hard. I mean, heck, being a human is hard. So that's all for now. I hope maybe some of this resonated with you. I hope you laugh so much today that you cry. Hope you experience all of the emotions. And I hope you find yourself, as always, outside today many, many times. So have a great week and thanks for listening.